USA, USA, USA. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, 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 ole. Can the Americans bring home the Ryder Cup for the first time in 30 years? That, my friends, is the question. And on this show, we get to the bottom of it. Let's roll. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Rainmakers Fantasy Golf Show. Ryder Cup edition. It is finally here. The Ryder Cup. We've been waiting for two years. The American squad put a spanking on the, U- on the, U- on the European squad two years ago on American soil. And that's in a similar squad, but a very different squad in a very different world of golf. Looks to go over to Rome to try to recapture the Ryder Cup on European soil for the first time in literally 30 years. Uh, Incredible stuff. The Ryder Cup is on many people's lists as the best event in golf. Frankly, I don't know that I have enough Ryder Cups under my belt as as a mega golf fan to really understand it all. Um, to really kind of like rank it amongst the majors and amongst the events uh, that are big events in golf. Um, But I will say that Medina in 2012 was probably the first time I was like very invested in the Ryder Cup and getting beat, the U.S. getting beat by Europe on American soil was crazy. The atmosphere in Chicago at Medina was insane. Um, I, since that day, since that weekend, I've wanted to go to a Ryder cup. I I have not made it happen yet, but I definitely have it on a bucket list um, for getting to a Ryder cup, both on American soil and on European soil. I expect that I started the show with a little USA chant, little Olay. I expect that, I mean, the Europeans and Europe in general, I just feel like soccer chants, the, you know, the soccer leagues over there, they're always just better than uh, what we can come up with here in the States. So I expect the crowd to be outrageous. I expect it to be a ton of fun. I expect it to be a wild and raucous environment for an American squad that put a spanking on the Europeans the last time we had this event. Uh, I expect Europe, Rory and Rom and Hovland to be out for blood. Uh, I expect the Americans at the top of the board uh, those guys that have some experience with Ryder Cups, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, um, you know, those guys to really like Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley to lead the way. We're, we're looking at an American squad here that, that doesn't have a ton of, of Ryder Cup experience. Uh, Scheffler only played in one Ryder Cup, his first European Ryder Cup. Uh, Homa, Harmon, Wyndham Clark, 
Sam Burns, all Ryder Cup rookies. Uh, you're, you got, you got a guy like Wyndham Clark who is out there giving all of the bulletin board material that you possibly could need. If you're Rory McIlroy and, you know, if you're captain of team Europe, he's out there saying, you know, that he's the best player in the world and he can beat any single person. I mean, of course, as a professional golfer, you need to believe that you can, you can beat everyone. Uh, but shout out tour picks, uh, shout, shout out the guys over there. I think he said it so well, as soon as it starts coming out of your mouth to a journalist, now you're just rubbing it in. You can believe it in your core. That doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go out there and parade yourself around and say you're better than Rory McIlroy. Uh, it just really doesn't make a ton of sense to me. going to be really interesting to see what happens with the pairings. Uh, I got a little, I got, got been doing some research today. It's, it's a wild event, right? It's, it's very different than any other golf event that we, we see during the calendar year. It's different scoring. So we're going to go through scoring for rainmakers. We're going to talk through players and pairings. Uh, I dug up as much as I possibly could a little bit difficult to find information, quite frankly, uh, a shout out to Danny Rappaport over there at Barstool doing a lot of reporting. He's on the ground. Shout out to Rick run. Good. He's on the grounds over there. So trying to get some insights as much as we possibly can with who's going to be paired together that's going to matter for foursomes and for four ball. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the format of the Ryder Cup. We'll get into all of the things. And maybe you're listening to this show. Maybe you played PGA Rainmakers and you weren't you know, a massive golf fan. And this is your first time kind of thinking about the Ryder Cup. And or maybe you heard about the Ryder Cup, but you're actually like me. I've never played uh, DFS golf for the Ryder Cup. I didn't play uh, two years ago. And prior to that, I wasn't even really that big into DFS. So generally speaking, there's just a lot to go through. We're going to go through a lot of it today. Uh, say hello to the people in the chat. Shout out TJ, Sergeant Stogie, Laces Out, Josh Allen, Poker Pro Eric. He's on Team Europe. I mean, it's so on brand for Poker Pro Eric to be uh, on Team Europe. Makes a ton of sense. I I'm going to give you my takes as to why I think the Americans will win the Ryder Cup. They will take victory uh, in Europe on Roman soil. Uh, everyone talking about the Roman Empire. I, I like I like all the, the memes out there on the Roman Empire these days with the PGA guys uh, over there playing in Rome this week. So that's been fun. JM to Glib. He says PGA is back. And Poker Pro Eric rightfully says PGA is, in fact, not back. Uh, you're right. This is a unsanctioned event this is a i don't even know what what you what you call the Ryder cup like how the Ryder cup comes together it's you know a, a meeting of the minds of all of the different organizations in golf but you listen to guys like jim furick uh read an article that says jim furick's biggest regret ever in golf is the fact that in nine Ryder cups he went two and seven said it's his biggest regret in the entire game of golf. Also read an incredible article from the No Laying Up guys, Chris Solomon, Solly. Uh, if you're out there following uh, No Laying Up, Solly's kind of the main guy behind No Laying Up, uh, started it alongside TC and some others, but really broke down the history of the Ryder Cup from an American perspective, really went into detail on the Jim Furyk, Tiger Woods, um, and Phil Mickelson era, where those guys 
as good as Tiger was, as good as Phil was, as good as they were at stroke play golf events, they just could never get it done in the Ryder Cup. They just could not figure it out. They, they It certainly did not translate. And, you know, we'll go through a little bit. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the process. I was very intrigued by the changing of the guards over the course of the last decade or so. And remember, the Ryder Cup is only played every other year. Uh, so every two years we get the Ryder Cup. So the last three, sorry, the last like two Ryder Cups, three Ryder Cups is when the U.S. sort of implemented this new process where he talked about scouts analytics and trying to predict who Europe might play, trying to figure out what's the optimal route for pairings. I'd say this Ryder group, uh, this Ryder Cup group of 12 Americans probably had the most uh, difficult decisions to make to get down to 12 guys. I think, you know, if you look at the process and you look at the fracturing of American golf and guys going to live, you had the whole live versus PGA tour stuff. Obviously we have Brooks Kepka on the team uh, just with how fantastic Brooks played in the majors and the events that counted uh, towards Ryder cup points. You know, L Brooks almost made the top six uh, in points just from his major finishes. Uh, he, he does get the nod. He is on the, on the team will be playing. The question is how much will not just Brooks be playing, but how much will anyone be playing? I saw a lot of sharp questions in our discord saying, do we think anybody plays five matches? If so, who? Of course, if you play five matches, that means you will have played Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and the Sunday singles match. We'll get into the formats and all of that, but that'd be a lot of golf. I, I don't know if anyone is going to play five matches. You know, and and I, I tweeted this out earlier this week. We left off. The United States decided to leave off Dustin Johnson, who at Whistling Streets in the last Ryder Cup, went 5-0, and played five matches, and won five matches, which is you know, pretty insane to play as much golf you know, as as they as these guys play in three days. To play five matches and get five wins, pretty insane. Uh, Dustin Johnson and notable Patrick Reed, both live guys, the two top American point getters in the last decade of Ryder Cups. At home, not on the team, Replaced by guys like Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Sam Burns, Max Homa, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, can those guys get it done against the likes of what I would call a very hot European team? John Rahm, the only kind of top-notch player who I'd say isn't hot right now. But alongside Rahm at the top on the European side, you got McElroy playing fantastic golf. You got Hovland, who Nobody's playing better golf than Victor Hovland right now. You got Matt Fitzpatrick, who finished second here at this course in the Italian Open in 2022. So he's got course history. You got Hatton, one of the most fiery competitors in golf, not only to play with, but also to play against and the antics that he goes through. He finished eighth at this course at the Italian Open uh, in 2022. Tommy Fleetwood finished second at this course in 21. So you, you talk about, you know, some guys who have course history, you know, you have to go all the way down to the bottom of the board on the European side, Nikolai Hoygaard and Robbie McIntyre, who some of us might be saying, who are those guys? 
um, you know, not, not exactly the, the biggest names in golf. Hoygaard won the event at this course in 21. McIntyre wins the event at this course in 22. So, you know, you look at the course history on the American side, absolutely none. Um, and of course, that's what that's what happens when you get to set up the course, when you get to pick the course, when you're on home soil, when you have everything going for you, you know, you're going to make it so it's favorable for you. Europe has everything going for them. And yet they're still in the betting market, a dog in this fight. The United States comes in as a minus 130 favorite in the betting market. Um, I know if, if you if you were getting you know, if you were interested in the Ryder Cup months ago, I think six months ago or so, I saw Europe as a favorite as high as like plus 180, uh, cl- close to plus 200 in some spots is what I've heard. I, I've never, I never saw that myself, uh, but that was some of the reports. And and now they're they're down to, what's the odds here? Current odds, I think, are like plus 120, uh, plus 120, plus 130 for Europe. So Europe, still a dog in this fight, going to be, an absolute battle and we have a ton to break down. So let's talk Friday and I'm going to put up a tweet here. Mm-mm-mm. Share my screen, go through some stuff. We'll of course head over to our site, otmnft.com. We'll use the lineup builder. We don't have any odds in there this week, just because it's a completely different week than any other week. So it would have required a lot of changing of the process, but you can still make your lineups, uh, take a look at who's available, export all that information, and then upload it into DraftKings. Rainmakers will go through that process. I actually don't have any elites. I have a Brian Harmon elite, but don't have any other elites to play. So I'll be playing rare, rare and core lineups this week. Interested to know your guys' questions. Fire the questions in the chat. If you have them, we'll be looking at Discord as well. But let's just lay out what we're what we're playing here. And I, I, I sometimes get confused by this. So I'm going to jump around a little bit. Where's the Ryder Cup site? Just to make sure that we know and I give exact information about what we're talking about but we're going to be on friday talking through four balls and foursomes right so two different formats four ball is where where are we at here where are we at where are we at here we go here we go junior rider cup no we don't want that sorry hold on where'd this go help me out here where the heck did this go Teams, where's format at? What'd they change about this? Here we go. How it works. Everyone calls it something different. But four ball is essentially better ball. Everyone plays their own ball to completion. There are four balls. So that's why they call it four ball. Two pairings of two against each other. The lowest score of your team counts and therefore determines who wins the hole. These are all match play. So you will see putts conceded. You will see, you know, you'll see halved holes. Every hole is one point and the entire match is worth one point. So in four ball, we'll have everyone playing their own ball. And then I'm going to just jump back to this tweet here. So it's going to be foursomes up front, which I believe the U.S. got to decide because they're on uh, away soil. They got to decide if you play foursomes or four ball. We're playing foursomes uh, in the beginning. Foursomes, probably the most difficult 
format in all of the Ryder Cup. So foursomes is you're playing one ball. Uh, so just jumping back over here. In foursomes, each two-man team plays one ball per hole with the players taking turns until the hole is complete. So if you guys remember back to, oh boy, what was the name of the tournament? Someone in chat help me. What was the name of the tournament um, where we played four ball and foursomes? Can't remember. Uh, no, not Valero. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. I can't remember. I'll think of it before the show's over for sure. But Friday morning, playing foursomes, alternate shot. So, so much strategy from kind of the analytics side of the house. Who drives the ball to certain distances? Who should play together? And then you also just have the look and the feel of who the pairings should be. And I think that's where I wanted to start. You know, so shout out Danny Rappaport. Tuesday practice rounds. Here were the U.S. pairings as anticipated. Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas. These two, the most history playing with each other. Uh, I, I don't anticipate any changes uh, of these two. It is a matter of if Jordan and Justin will be playing on Friday and Saturday and you know, when they will be playing. And then you've got Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley. Uh, these guys, uh, a duo in the event that I can't seem to think of the name of. You know what? I need to do this. Where was that event? Tra no, was it Travelers? No, no. No, no, no. Why can't I think of what it was? We had match play. Zurich, that's what it is. The Zurich Classic in New Orleans. That is when we had this format where we saw back uh, repeat champions or previously champions, uh, Shoffley and Cantlay play together. That's the first question uh, most people are asking is, does Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley, do they play Friday afternoon? Sorry, Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and then play in the Sunday singles. I'd say on the American side, this grouping of four, in my opinion, likely has the best chance to play all five rounds. And the reason I say that is... Because I, I, I think when we're evaluating, if you're playing all, all five rounds, you have to think about who you're going to be playing in singles as well. I think someone like Scotty Scheffler, while we, well, you know, I think it's natural to think, oh, just march Scotty out there, you know, all five times. Scotty's probably playing with Sam Burns. He's probably going to get one of the more difficult draws. You know, we saw Scotty play against John Rahm in the last Ryder Cup on Sunday singles. I think the U.S. feels as comfortable as possible with Scotty against anyone. And so I think you could see something like Scotty against Rahm, Scotty against Hovland, even Scotty against Rory. Uh, Justin Thomas played Rory in the last Ryder Cup and uh, had a quote how, you know, those two really like each other. And for 18 holes, they were at war uh, and absolutely hated each other. So I thought that was an interesting quote. But to me, if I were you know trying to predict ahead of times, I would think that it is Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, number one, to play all five. And in my opinion, and the reason why Justin Thomas made this team is because he's sort of the, the spark plug of the American side. And if he and Jordan Spieth are rolling and they go 2-0 on Friday, 
I don't, I don't see any reason to not march them out there on Saturday. Young guys can play a lot of golf. Don't think fatigue is, you know, all that big of an issue. I think Justin's been battling to be here. I think he would love nothing more than to play five, uh, five matches. So that's my, that's my take on the American side of who might play five matches. Uh, so yeah, my money would be on that top quadrant in, in my opinion. Yes, Dell Dell was the match play. So that was the match play format. I was I was searching for uh I'm, I'm losing it again. I was searching for the uh the Zurich. That that's that's what I that's what I was thinking about. Uh and then yeah, and then uh Josh Allen also says Dell. Yeah, Dell was the match play. Sam Burns uh won won the match play. So good, interesting of note. Also uh gonna be looking to play seemingly, you know, based on Based on this <clears throat> this information, looks like Brooks Kepka will play with Wyndham Clark and Scotty Scheffler will play with Sam Burns. You're going to get the Max Homa, Colin Morikawa. The if you recall Zurich, the Homa-Kawa pairing. Those guys pretty comfortable playing with each other. And then Brian Harmon, Ricky Fowler. I think this pairing is very interesting. Uh, Ricky playing as good as anyone, coming into the Ryder Cup with almost zero expectation. Going to get paired with Brian Harmon, who some strange reports about like where Brian Harmon was hitting golf balls from, the, from the, uh, from, from the practice range. He was apparently like soloed off by himself, hitting balls, who knows, uh, a Georgia kid, but by all accounts, Brian Harmon loves match play, uh, has an edge in match play has played really well in historically in match play. So I think these two could just be a really sneaky pair. Um, Again, none of this is confirmed uh, exactly who will be playing together. I think we, one, we definitely need to keep in mind of what, once that gets confirmed, what that looks like for Rainmakers lineups and for DFS lineups if you're playing them. Uh, if you remember in the Zurich, you couldn't play two guys together. So, you know, Cantlay and Shopway were paired together, but they were one click in your lineup. In Rainmakers for the Ryder Cup, you can play both guys. So Cantlay and Shoffley get paired together. You can play Cantlay and Xander in the same lineup. So I think that's really important. There's probably some strategy there for giving yourself ceiling. And if you have an inkling that, you know, a pairing may play five matches, then it may make sense to kind of go all in on that pairing. So that, that is interesting on the European side. <clears throat> this, this is, fascinating to me. I couldn't find really anything to, to indicate who might be playing with who, uh, but we look at this practice round pairing Fleetwood, Shaka, Lowry, McElroy. I mean, I could see any of these guys playing with each other. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, Rory McElroy, to me, the biggest yin and yang here, Rory, just going to drive it so well. Tommy, a great driver of the golf ball, but just not as much distance. Someone who putts extremely well. Someone who's been playing really well. So I think Rory and Tommy would be, if, that, if they're together, that would make a lot of sense. And that would be a pretty formidable duo for the U.S. to battle. And then you come down and you you look at this second grouping, Rom, Hovland, Hatton, Auberg. I saw some quotes today from Rom talking about rookies and wanting to hear from the rookies and wanting them to be, you know, vocal and ready to play. I don't know what that means, uh, but Rom and you know Ludwig Aberg, who if there's if there's a better driver of the golf ball than Rory McIlroy, and we just haven't seen him enough yet, it is Ludwig Aberg. Um, when he's hitting the golf ball, 
as as good as he can. He he driving at 350 plus, um, playing with someone like Rom gives him a lot of confidence. Is what I would think as a rookie. So I could see those guys playing together. I love this pairing in the middle. If, if this is what it happens. Hovland Hatton, no idea if that's where they'll go, but you know, that could be a really formidable duo. Those, that entire grouping right here, pretty tough. And I think this Ryder Cup is going to be one in the middling pairs. It's going to be one with Victor Hovland and, and Tyrrell Hatton. It's going to be one with Matt Fitzpatrick against, you know, a Brian Harmon and a Ricky Fowler. It's going to be one with Max Homa and Colin Morikawa doing their thing. So you know, I think the middling pairs are going to be quite interesting. And I just, I see it, you know, the fact that DJ went five and zero in the last Ryder cup at home, it, it's going to be so hard to go five and zero on the road. Uh, and so I think you got to look at the European side who can go five and zero. I think I would just be defaulting to Victor Hovland, just playing the best uh, going to have, probably has one of the best like attitudes about the whole entire thing just out there to enjoy it would seems like a guy who would just embrace the crowd embrace the noise embrace everything about it um i think rory just always has a lot of pressure on him watch the uh watch a little interview about rory reading quotes that he made as a young and up and coming pro golfer saying that he would never you know be fist bumping fist pumping for big putts made in the Ryder Cup and how, you know, it doesn't matter as much as majors. And, and he sort of walked back everything he said as a, as a young lad and said that how much the Ryder Cup means to him. I just think Rory always, he always struggles to play his best when they're, when the, when the lights are really bright as of late. And, uh, you know, as the, the de facto captain of the European side, as the team who, is on home soil, wants to defend, got their butts kicked last Ryder Cup. I think there's a lot of pressure on Rory. So I don't see Rory going five matches. I also think, I mean, Rory's just an older guy. You know, I think you want him to be fresh on Sunday. You want him to be be solidly ready to embrace playing one of the better U.S. players and and get a point for Team Europe out of that out of that Sunday single. So I, I don't anticipate Rory playing five rounds. Uh, yeah, on, on on the Europe side, yeah, my my bet would be on a grouping like Hovland Hatton, and then if Rom Auberg kind of caught fire, same way at Jordan Spieth and you know Justin Thomas can catch fire. If those guys are two and zero, oh, yeah, I, I could see uh, after Friday, I could see marching those guys out there uh, on Saturday, keeping keeping the energy high running off the off the crowd energy and and playing five matches but that would be that would be my guesses as to who might play five rounds on the european side and on the american side so coming from this set of of t uh, of, of practice tea times and then on the american side coming from that first set so that's that's my take <clears throat> yeah no speed and kepka and rainmakers good question if that's the only one do we have a uh, an, uh, an Auberg. I'm not sure that we do. Let's see. Let's go players. Uh, yeah, no Auberg. And do we have a Hoygaard? I, I believe we do have a, how do you spell his name? Nikolai Hoygaard. H-O-J-G-A. So I don't think we have a Hoygaard either. H O J. Yeah, no Hoygaard. No Kepka. No Spieth. 
and no Auberg. I believe that we have everybody else. Yes, on the American side. Yes to these four. Yes to these three. Oh, no Justin Rose either. Uh, no Justin Rose as, as well. So, oh, do we, do we have Robert McIntyre? I want to say that we did, but I could be incorrect there. Robert. Nope, no Robert McIntyre. So, of the 24 guys, we're missing. What are we missing? One, two, three, four, five, six. We're missing six out of 24 guys. So only 18 golfers to play, uh, going to be duplicated lineups for sure. So really small, yeah, really small field. So definitely going to be duplicated lineups. Definitely going to be some interesting decisions to be made. And, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go through, we'll build, we'll build some teams for sure. Um, what else do we want to talk through? What are some other questions? So yeah, that's my take on who might play five, five matches. So just to recap again, format and how things will work. So, you know, every one of these matches worth a point. The goal of the entire Ryder cup is to get to 14 and a half points. If for some reason the entire Ryder cup is tied 14, 14, there's a total of 28 points available, 14, 14, then the Americans will retain the cup because they hold the cup from the last Ryder Cup. So, you know, the Europeans need 14 and a half points to win and to ultimately bring the cup back to European soil, European hands ahead of the 2025 Ryder Cup that will be back on USA soil. Um, so, yes, foursomes in the, in the morning, four ball in the afternoon. We got early start times. It's over there in Rome, 1.35 a.m. And then Sunday when single starts, 5.35 a.m. So going to be up late on Friday night. Going to be enjoying everything up to as late as you can. And then once you wake up, golf golf will be on. There will be golf on on Saturday. So should be a very fun weekend. Uh, I was looking at Locke because I, I saw some people mention Locke. It is Thursday or Friday. You know, I, I think this is 12 a.m. Hmm. That's interesting. This would mean this is tomorrow night, right? I, I wonder if they meant Friday at midnight because wouldn't that be, you know, wouldn't this need to be Friday? Interesting. I'll, I'll have to confirm when that, when that is. What, what does the lobby say here? I'm in PA, so it's always difficult to navigate that Rainmakers lobby for when things are locking. Okay, here we go. Here's better. Friday, 1.30 a.m. on Friday. So that's when that's when things will lock. Some interesting contests out there. Shout out if you got in that Discord gated contest. I, I don't have a ticket yet. There's no entry, so I assume nobody has a ticket yet. Uh, I don't know what this 10K team promo looks like, but 5K cash based on the payout structures. Uh, they have that. I don't know what the 10 K team promo looks like. So, uh, they'll read some more on that, but you need to sign up and I don't know if you still can, maybe you still can you need to sign up in the DraftKings marketplace discord on the tea time news, uh, announcements channel. There was a link to, to sign up. So head over there, make sure you get into that contest. If you can, this will be a core contest can just use your core cards. I think 
in looking at the entries, yeah, this is what I, the so my collection just not not optimized for the elite contest, but I was looking here. This should be a pretty tasty contest. 375 people only in this thus far. Uh 5k to first 50k total. Nice payout structure for you know a standard contest. You're gonna need you know, a great lineup to take this down. But if you're able to play in this contest and if you have any cards, I think you just, just need to get different uh, with one card, uh, one or two cards, and maybe have some low serial. Uh, that'll be interesting to see how many entries get into this contest and how many duplications there are. Uh, unlike the rare, you know, this is going to have much less entries than this rare contest. So 1.4K, we got to go a little off the wall in the in the guaranteed rare contest so I'll, we'll build some teams go through the info uh and go from there oh i wanted to bring this graphic up shout out pat mayo loved listening to his pod so you can find him at the pme on twitter but this is a great graphic of and i think this comes from someone else yet yeah, at dom's the bomb great graphic uh here talking about History, Ryder Cup experience, and all the things. As you can see on the American side, we've got four rookies. On the European side, we got four rookies: Sepp Straka, Bobby McIntyre, Nikolai Hoygaard, and and uh, Aberg. And then, I think the other element here, for me at least, is this course history. Uh, a lot of these guys on the European side have played here, have played in this event, at least have familiarity with the course. Not sure how much that does, you know, if you're only playing a course you know, one or two times, I'm not sure how much it does, but you know, and, and these guys are the best of the best. Remember on both sides, this is the top 1% of golfers, the top 12 on either side. So it isn't surprising to see fourth, second, eighth, and first here in terms of performances. It's just the best of the best. And when you go play at the Italian open, you're not going to be playing against, you know, the most strong fields. You're going to play, be playing against fields of guys that are, you know, outside the top 1000 in the world rankings at times. So I definitely think seeing, seeing that course history is something to keep an eye on, but it's also just a, a reminder more that these guys are the best in the best of the world. Um, so that, that's pretty important. Um, so Sunday singles, I, I think is going to be really fun. The singles part of the Ryder Cup on Sunday is just phenomenal. Straight up man versus man, mono e mono match play. Uh, you're going to get some interesting pairings. I, I wanted to talk through that a little bit. Who does Scheffler play? Who does Rory Who does Rory play? Where's Rom get paired up at? Um, I just want to talk from, from what I saw from history. You know, Scheffler played against Rom in, uh, in, in last year, last Ryder Cup. And Justin Thomas played against Rory McIlroy. I think this all comes down to submitting the order in which your guys are going to play. So it all comes down to putting the order out there and how things get paired up. So uh, that is how that will go. So that's always great theater trying to see who will be matched up against who. Frankly, I'm very interested on and very invested on the USA side in Sunday singles. I think that's where the U.S. has an edge. I look at this board, and to me, I think the Europeans are stronger in spots at the top, like Hovland, like Hatton, like Fleetwood. I don't know who exactly is going to pair up against them, but I like the Americans, Burns, Fowler, Kepka, 
Morikawa, Homa. I like all of those guys against a lot of the Europeans, against a lot of the European side. So in my opinion, in my biased, in my patriotic opinion, that's where we see the European side fall to the Americans for the first time in 30 years. I think we see the Sunday singles play in favor of the American squad and the USA team just edges out victory. I think it's close. Um, if I were, you know, you can head out there to DraftKings. You can bet on the exact score of the Ryder Cup. If I were to be betting, I'd bet something like 15 to 13, 15 and a half at most uh, to, to 12 and a half. And, and I could see this even being a 14 and a half to 13 and a half match. I can just see it playing out like that. I think it'll be pretty close. It's going to come down to the last couple of matches and it should be fantastic Sunday theater. So uh, all the patriotic chants are going to be out. The U S team is going to be getting rained on with booze. Uh, I'm sure the European crowd will be fun to watch. It always is. And it will give you some chills. Like I said, Medina in 2012 was the first time I was turned on to the Ryder Cup. First time I sort of watched in full. And man, I, it was just electric for a golf environment. For, you know, nowadays we have the waste management open. The, the 16th hole, Live Golf has, you know, a party hole these days. I think golf is embracing a younger generation of fans. Golf is embracing trying to have fun out there, not being such a stuffy sport. The Ryder Cup, to me, you'll see guys, you know, cheering on the crowd, the home crowd. You know, maybe a guy like Rom wants people cheering in his backswing, wants people talking. Uh, I, I could see some of that coming from uh, the European side as well. We're on the American side. We're, we're avoiding guys like Ian Poulter, who have been an American killer, a guy who uh, just plays extremely well in match play. He, he's not on the squad for Europe this time. So I, I think, you know, you're, you've got a new generation of golfers on both sides of the board here between the Americans and the Europeans. It should be really fun. And it's also a very young set of golfers. This, this Ryder Cup is the first of what will be Several Ryder Cups that probably, if I were to bet, look really, really similar in 2025, in 2027, maybe even in 2029. You know, a lot of these golfers are entering the prime or maybe not even to their prime of their careers. Uh, and, you know, maybe we see a substitute or two in the next couple of Ryder Cups. But I think you're going to see a lot of repeat players, a lot of repeat contestants, a lot of people that are, you know, wanting to get after it at, you know, if they, if they, if they have a loss on Sunday, they're, they're going to be wanting to get after uh, the next Ryder cup. So I, I think it's going to be really fun. Sets the stage for the next several Ryder cups to come. All right. Uh, let's jump over to our site. Let's build some lineups. I see most, most everyone asking the question of who's going to play the most. I, I think it's a great question. Uh, wish, wish I knew. But yeah, give you guys my take. I'd say Cantley Shoffle on the American side, likely to play the most. And I would bet, I will bet Rom. Nah, I will bet Rom Aberg. Yeah. I bet Rom Aberg to play the most on the European side. And then a 1A, 1B tandem over there. I'd bet uh, Hovland and whoever Hovland ends up playing with. Okay. Our site, otmnft.com. Lineup builder, no odds this week, so you got to manually. Oh man, I didn't click save. 
Uh, I got to manually, manually go through it. As you guys can see, no elites other than Harmon in the field for me. So no elite lineups will be building rares and cores. Do have a fair amount of rares uh, of just about everyone in the field. So it should be pretty fun. Uh, I have no Justin Thomas. So I definitely will be building some DFS teams that have both Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth because I think I just have this feeling, uh, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. I, I like, I, I like that. Uh, I like that tandem. Oh, let's hit on, let's hit on scoring too. Um, so scoring for rainmakers. And this is what I was saying for lineup construction where you can play guys together. So let's go rules and scoring. So here's the rules and scoring three points for every hole that you win 0.75 points for a hole that's tied. Point, minus 0.75 points for a hole that's lost. A hole that is not played when the matches are won. If you win three and two up three with two holes left to play, you will then get 3.2 points because you won't have played the last two holes, 17 and 18. So the winning mar the winning team will then get an added 3.2 points for those two holes, 1.6 points per hole. Um, you need to win, uh, sorry, five points if you win the match. Two points if you get a tie. You need to play 10 holes for, I don't think this will happen, but this has happened in the past at like the Zurich uh, where guys concede. Uh, I think for some reason I'm, I'm thinking, classically I'm thinking of Decky. This happened to at the match play where he just conceded and everyone was thinking, oh, I'm going to get you know 0.16 points for every hole they didn't play. I'm going to get 18 I'm going to get 18 holes of that. You need to play 11, sorry, 10 holes. A match must go through at least 10 holes for any golfer to be eligible for the no holes lost in a match bonus. So that's this no holes lost in a match 7.5. Uh, so I do think you will get, yes, you will get then the 18 points times the 1.6 plus the matches one bonus. So that is how it will be scored. I don't think we'll have any of that happen in the Ryder cup. Obviously there'll be subs. If there are injuries, uh, there's extra guys that some guys that won't play, et cetera, et cetera. So really nothing to, uh, nothing to, uh, worry about there. In my opinion, a uh, couple of streaks that we'll keep an eye on consecutive holes, one in a match. This is really tough. Um, I think you'll see this more. Eh, maybe not. I'm not sure if I were to guess you'd see this more in four ball where, all four balls are in play. You're just taking the lowest score. That's where you'll see consecutive holes one in a row more frequently. Uh, if you're playing foursomes and then you're playing singles, there's bound to be a half in there somewhere when you're talking about the best guys in the world playing against each other. So I don't know how much, how many of these we will see, which means that they will be critical. It will be a sweat if any of your golfers have won two holes in a row. That third hole is crucial. Getting those five points is huge. Not to mention the captain bonus, 1.5 points for the captain. So you'll have that happen. No holes lost in a match. This is interesting. I, I suppose this is in play. Um, would be a shellacking. Would be a beating if uh, you only get half points. But I, I guess I guess it's in play. I would I would be willing to bet that we don't see this bonus coming to play in this Ryder Cup. The teams are pretty tight. It's on European soil. I don't think anybody will go winless of at least one hole. So interesting to see if that happens. Um, and then, yeah, so other than that, they don't mention anything else about 
being able to enter, you know, two guys that are playing together. We don't know who's playing together and you can put lineups together right now. So I anticipate that that will be the case. So in my opinion, the biggest strategy here is trying to play guys from teams, from pairings who are playing together, who you think have the best chance to win. So once the pairings are formalized, you'll have more of an idea of that. I'll be back with a show tomorrow, a quick show to recap my teams, make any changes, see if we get any more news about pairings and all of that. So that will be fun to see. All right. Let's build a couple of initial teams. I realize I'm not looking at chat at all. Mixed lineups so US or Euro go straight one team so they don't play each other. Good question. I think we need to know more about construction, about team pairings, and things like that. I don't think you need to go with everyone on one side. If anything, in Rainmakers, I'd go five or sorry, I'd go four one. Four one four two or four one three two is probably going to be the biggest construction uh in my opinion. So good question. All right. Uh let's build a squad. Well, I think ROM to me, super interesting in match play format. Hasn't played the best, but in my opinion, especially if he's playing with Aberg, probably has the biggest upside. Um, and I just love Rom in general. So I'd get Captain Rom. I like Hovland a good bit too. And then this is where I think I would go Cantlay, Xander, and this is mega chalky. So I think I'm gonna go to core here. I think this will be a very, very chalky build. Um, maybe John Rom at Captain has some relief in this build, but this is where to me I might go with a Brian Harmon in this lineup. Or a Tommy Fleetwood, depending on where. I have a lot of Tommy Fleetwood course, so we'll have three Tommy Fleetwood course and two Tiro Hatton course. It'll be very interesting if Hatton and have Hatton and Fleetwood play together versus Fleetwood and Rory. That will be an interesting decision to make there. Um, we'll go. We'll go Tommy on this side. This would this would lean towards Europe, making it really really close. Cantlay and Xander playing extremely well. Maybe both playing five times. Maybe Hoblin plays five times on uh, the the European side. Maybe Rom plays five times. So yeah, to me this is this is a pretty pretty nice lineup with uh, a lot of upside. So uh, we'll go we'll go with this lineup first, and then I think you can really get different in captain spots here. Um, I'm I, I don't. It's so hard to project ownership for Rainmakers. Um, but a guy like Fitz and Homa in my collection are who I might be leaning on fits someone who plays pretty good in match play, depending on who he gets paired with that, that could be really interesting. I have no more Kawa to pair with Homa, but maybe I go Homa here. And then this is where maybe I go Scotty from, and then back to someone like, mm, see, this is like the three, three, two or four, one decision, right? So Fitz and captain on the European side, then three America. No, sorry. I didn't realize I have Rom in here. So this is a two and two still. So yeah. So this to me just leans that you got to play the best player. And I think the best player probably going to be Victor Hovland. So a little different at captain, pretty chalky everywhere else. Yeah. I think you're going to have to pay attention to serials as much as you possibly can. 
but I wouldn't over engineer it. I don't know. It's pretty hard. I, I guess to me, in my estimation, with 18 golfers being in the field, there are going to be duplicates. So I would just be building the best teams I can. I wouldn't really worry too much about duplicates. If you have lower serial options in some of your top lineups, if you have multiples, I'd be entering all the low serial options, lowest of serial options in your top lineups, and then spraying in the other guys that are high serial. And then I might might be getting different at captain spot. That's probably where I would differentiate. If you got, you know, a high serial Rom and Scheffler, or if you got a high serial Hovland and Scheffler, Hovland might be in my experience with Rainmakers and looking at all the contests, I think Hovland probably gets the most ownership of, of anyone. Um, I, I think he's always played in most of the biggest contests and most of the guaranteed money contests. Hovland seems to be just a default for people. So I think that, I think that will be pretty interesting to see what happens. Um, but yeah, I would default to maybe a non Scheffler, Rom, Hovland, can't Xander captain, maybe Homa, Fitzpatrick, Hatton, uh, Fleetwood. I would go, I'd go that route in my opinion. Trying to think if there's anybody down here in the world. I have no JT in my collection. I don't believe at least. Uh, I'm trying to think of other guys in the world rankings. Where's that cheat sheet at? Is that here? Yeah. OWGR. Justin Rose not here. Shane Lowry. I might have a little of. Not any Shane Lowry. Can't remember. Nope. No Shane Lowry in the collection. Gonna be a thin set of lineups. You know what that means, guys. We want to build a DFS team too. Um, what happened here? Who else? Who else? Who else? No more Kawa. No Fowler and Rainmakers. No JT. Yeah. So you can only have a couple of teams with a lot of guys that are similar. Let's build one more. I can't really stack up too many guys without knowing who they're playing with. Maybe go Fleetwood Hatton here. Like Fitzpatrick as well. And then play Homa. And then I think I have a Scotty, right? Yeah, and Scotty. I think that's going to probably do it. Three rare teams. Then I'm going to have to play everybody else in core. All right, let's build one more core team. If Xander and Cantley play together, I really like them. On the U.S. side, I expect them to play together. expect them to play well. Fitzpatrick, Hatton. Fleetwood. Straka's down here too. I have a lot of European guys from a, a core perspective. Not as many Americans. Seems like that could be that could be pretty different. Sam's gonna play with Scotty. But I feel like I gotta play my Scotty. Gotta play my Scotty core up, right? I don't know, chat. What do you guys think? Would you play Scotty core up? 
Stogie says if someone with a non-RM partner wins, could it be possible they're not optimal captain because you can't double up? Someone with a non-RM. Yeah. Um, well, someone with a non-RM partner wins. Could it be possible they're not the optimal captain? Can't double. Yeah, I this is good. This is good. Captain would still probably be. I agree. Yeah, you're kind of walking it back. I guess solo win captain would still be best. I think that's right. But I think if you if you had, I mean, it's going to come down to points one, right? So even if like Justin Thomas has the most points on the American side, I could see because you can't play Jordan Spieth. I could see the pairing of can't lay Xander getting more points but then i guess at the end of the day you could really just play can't lay or xander so i don't think you have to worry about it so yeah i agree uh probably not 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 all that necessary i think this is more of a play for ceiling right a play for a pairing that you think could go five and oh uh or go four and one or go four and oh um and you're gonna you're gonna get every single point out of those guys obviously sunday's going to change because every guy will play individual on sunday but to optimize for friday and saturday I think I'd be mostly playing teammates together if you had the opportunity to. I guess it depends on what your portfolio looks like. But if you're putting the cat, if you're putting, let's let's put it this way: if you're putting the captain in there, and you have the ability to play the secondary player, quote unquote secondary player, I think I'd be playing them together, even if it's chalky. I'd be playing them together if it were me. Good question. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do in core here. I guess I could go Sam Burns. Sam Burns playing with Scotty, so maybe you get a little Scotty exposure there too uh, in core. And maybe this lineup is just completely different than most lineups, or at least I'll pray. All right. I think that'll do it for today. I'm planning to come back at least one quick show tomorrow see what see what changes see what more information we have um kind of go through everything from there so yeah i'll be back tomorrow talking through if we if we know pairings if we know more information uh plan to plan to do a show at some point in time once we have that information so look for late afternoon show maybe even evening show uh, tomorrow and, or I guess could do Thursday. So we'll wait till we have the information out to do another stream and then jump back on stream, talk through some teams, talk through the lineups I already built. Let me click save lineups on these saved notorious for not clicking save and then, uh, see how that pans out. All right. Any other discord questions? Doesn't look like it. Get your lineups in. I'll shoot a ping into the Discord as well for once we have the ticket to enter the Discord contest. When we do the next show, I'll also build a DFS team. Like I said, I definitely want so I want some Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth exposure and not going to get that because I don't have any JT in the Rainmakers portfolio. So shout out Rainmakers. Got the got the Rainmakers football swag. We need I need, I need a little orange markers. Just, just call it PGA. Uh, more more of a golf nut than a football nut these days. I leave the football stuff to Justin. Uh, if you guys aren't listening to Justin's podcast, it's just an awesome listen two times a week. I absolutely love the Sunday format. 
you get inside the mind of Justin when it's fresh. Uh, a great, great episode this week had reviewed Drew Dinkmeyer's lineup. Uh, ETR guy won 350k, uh, uh, 350k off the uh, off an entry. So reviewed that lineup. I, I love the lineup review process. So shout out to Justin doing a bunch of podcasts every week. Go over to anywhere you can find your podcast. Type in Justin Herzig DraftKings and it should pop right up. Uh, TJ's also put a link out to the podcast in our discord. So check that off. If you haven't seen it. Shout out DraftKings. Appreciate the partnership and uh, looking forward to getting back into golf. We got fall golf happening again next week. So we'll be have more golf content, more ways to put our cards to use and uh, see if we can take down one of these prizes. All right. That'll do it for today. Appreciate you all for hanging around as always. Thanks for the great questions. Good conversation. And uh, I'll be back either tomorrow or maybe Thursday, depending on when we get a lot of information that will help us to make any updates to our decision-making process. All right. Talk to you all later. Peace.